Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me a successful serial entrepreneur, David Valentine. Welcome to the show. Hey, excited to be here, Jason. Thanks so much. Awesome. And today we're going to have uh, some practical advice you're going to give us on running multiple companies at once. And um, I, I kind of am a culprit here and doing the same thing over the years. So I, I might have some things to to add to the equation. Let's talk about um, Avidel Agency and how you worked your butt off uh, from the wee hours of the morning till the night and were able to turn that into a seven-figure agency. What was uh, What was that like? Yeah, so Avidel is actually my second agency. My first agency was called Rethink. And okay. uh, yeah, that was the one that I worked my butt off on. Um, Avidel is uh, is a byproduct of that first agency that I sold. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, uh, it, it's Avidel is taking the process that we use for that first agency to get new clients, uh, cold email outreach, and then creative direct mail follow-up. So we don't like to send boring things to people. Jason, we love to send things in the mail like a pinata. It has uh, candy What's inside. inside. Candy. It's okay. candy, you know, and, and we'll have a, on one side, I'll have a message uh, printed on it with a QR code. Cool. People, you know, the one benefit scan of the pandemic it. is that people know how to scan QR codes with their yes, phone now. <laughs> finally, because of the menus at restaurants and stuff like Bingo. that. Bingo. Right? Yeah. So, so they scan the QR code, it takes them to a calendar, they book a meeting. So Avidel was bred and really born out of how we really got new clients for the old agency. And since then, what we've been able to do with Avidel is grow it incredibly quickly. Uh, and so the real bread and honey behind that whole process is, you know, everyone think here's cold email and they go, yeah, everybody gets a hundred cold emails a day. How do you stand out in that? How do you even make heads or tails of what's going on? And honestly, the, the reason why we have such great success and the reason why we're able to do things that no one else in our industry will do, namely, we will guarantee our clients a minimum number of meetings or we'll work for free until they hit them. And if we still don't hit them, we'll actually give them their money back. Oh, wow. So no one guarantee. in our industry wants to do that because a lot of a lot of our, our competitors, they're like, man, I'm just going to get a client and they may stick around for two and a half right. months and then they're going to leave. Get another and client. And they're just on this, yeah. this hamster wheel. And I'm like, well, what if we did something better? Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like uh, the confidence level of, of getting people the leads they're looking for is what you're offering, which makes exactly. someone say, well... I don't have to go to like this agency and then another agency and then figure out who's going to do the right thing for me. It right. sounds like you're saying, well, no matter what, you're going to get the right thing because we'll give you your money back if not. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, the, the message resonates with people. So that's part of the reason why we've grown so fast. Yeah. We have a, we have a, uh, you know, we, we routinely turn away more people than we actually qualify for our guarantee. Cause right. some people, cause the two things that we do in the cold email, Jason, that's unique. One is we write, emails that are two to six sentences long. Mm-hmm. So very short and sweet. Short, yep. Uh, we'll take case studies that are multiple pages long and we'll shorten them down into a sentence. So the the I'll, I'll give, oh, this is free uh, to everyone listening. The the formula for a great case study in email, we worked with X client. We got Y result in Z time. That's mm-hmm. the sentence every time. And so what happens when you do that, Jason, is... You can say we work with a Fortune 500 company or a leading telecommunications sure. company, or you can just re- drop their name. Yeah. And then whatever that result is, it needs to be something that's tangible, ROI yeah. based. 
And then the, the Z time, 90 days or less. Like if it's anything over 90 days, you'll have some response. But if it's 90 days or less, right. and the closer you get to zero, the more you know interest you're going to have fast. That's, that's really how that works. And the other thing that we've pioneered is creating what we call outrageous offers. Something that sounds too good to be true, but actually is totally executable, increases revenue, increases profit for our clients. And so if people are open to doing those two things, they're going to have excellent success doing any of their outreach, whether they hire us or do it on their own. Makes sense. And um, when you were 29 years old, supposedly, according to what I, I see here, you were visiting a doctor and found out that you were about to have a heart attack. This is scary, man. First of all, 29. I mean, you're not even 30 yet. You're not supposed to have a heart attack until you're like, old so walk me through this man what happened how did this happen where did it come up was it work-related stress and stuff it was it was totally work-related so it was in the first business that i owned jason and and uh that first business that year when i turned 29 we did our first year at seven figures and it was a it was a catch-all digital agency at the time so we were doing everything for everyone that you could possibly imagine Mm. and when I had that conversation, I did a stress test. My doc says, hey, we've we've tested out 4,500 people of varying ages and sizes and you name it. Mm-hmm. You're the most stressed out person we've ever tested. Oh, You're Jesus not going to see Christ. 40. And so I just start evaluating why is that? So, you know, some of the things that I wasn't doing, I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I was working 80-hour work weeks. That's just what I was doing. And I had two small kids at home and oh I was God. married. You know, oh my so God. like I had no, there's no time to breathe. And so I, <sighs> Jeez. you know, we were talking before we hit record, Jason, just like you, I, I grew up as an athlete. So I, I played sports. I was a weightlifter. I played soccer and football and baseball. And by the time I was 29, I had stopped working out. Mm. You know, I would go for walks, but I wasn't working out Yeah, and, and I wasn't meditating. And that had been a practice I'd had for yep. years and, and I wasn't, uh, reading books that were not business oriented. You know, I was just, it was all about the business all the time. And so I really started to have to, had to evaluate how do I own businesses that are successful, mm-hmm. give myself time and space to be a person, mm-hmm. implement some of these self-care things that are really important. How do I yep. do those things? And that's really put me on the trajectory where I am now, where I live in the mountains on a river and I, I run eight different companies very successfully, and it's because I've really started to execute these businesses that don't uh, – they're not Dave-centric like the first one was. In the yeah. first business, Jason, I would have – I'd have staff, and they were great. They were absolutely fantastic. And then the the client would say, well, hey, I really appreciate you sharing all this with me, Derek. Really appreciate you sharing all this with me, Susan. But I want to hear what Dave says. And they'd say, well, Dave already approved this. He already saw it. They yeah. go, yeah, yeah, I just want to talk with him. Talk to him. Yeah, of course. Right? Or I get the phone call. Hey, right. I get the phone call and they'd say, hey, Dave, um, we'll pay you for a full day's worth of work. Right. And we'll pay for your flight and your hotel. But we need you to fly to New York uh, right. in a couple of weeks to sit in a boardroom for eight hours. Yeah. And then, hey, I need you to be in Knoxville for a half day's worth of me. I mean, and it's, so, it's, it's your business. When, when, when you own the business, it's like the CEO of a company. The CEO of the company right. is always in the press conferences, always yep. in the meetings, always in the boardroom. Like that's Bingo. that's basically what you had to do. Um, but you were doing it in excess, 80, year, 80 hours a week. I mean, 
that's not healthy no matter how right. old you are and right. um, not exercising, not meditating. I mean, all that stuff, it sounds like it kind of took a toll on you. So you started to cut back on your hours. You started to exercise and you started to find people, I'm assuming, to help you run the businesses. Now, how do you do that effectively? Because we've all been in the outsourcing world. We've all been in the team building world. A lot of entrepreneurs out there have found success or bad results in trying to get people on board to help them, especially with the pandemic. I've noticed it's gotten worse. People want to join less. People want to work less. Uh, so what what have you found is the, the formula that works? So we hire, promote, and fire based off our six core values. Every business shares the same six core values. So it's not just, hey, can you do the job, right? It's, hey, do you have these six core values? And those core values are tenacity, curiosity, initiative, accountability, humanity, and transparency. Hmm. And the reason why we have those are they really steer the ship and they guide us. And yeah. so for that, Jason, that's really what separates us from other people. Those are great. I mean, those are some really good qualities to find in somebody. And you, you mentioned you have eight businesses and our topic here is how to run multiple companies at once. Uh, for most entrepreneurs watching or listening, they are probably struggling running one business. Um, how do you manage eight of them uh, effectively and without losing track of one over the other and still gaining you know, visibility and or clients on or business on any of the other ones. I mean, that's, you're juggling some pretty major stuff here. So what are some of the tips on how to do that? You have to have great operators, right? Like that's at the end of the day, that's where the bread and honey is. Like you have to have people that you trust that can operate. You need to have someone that can sell the business too. And sometimes that's the same person. Usually it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. Usually a sales brain and an operation brain, two totally different individuals. That being said, you need to have those people. It's, it's really about elevating yourself to a position where you're having fewer direct reports. So like my direct reports are 10 people, although we employ over 100 total between all eight companies. Some of those companies are very new. They just started this year. Some of them are uh, much older and they've been around for 11 years. They have more staff. They have more processes, procedures, the whole thing. So it really just depends on kind of like where you're at in the life cycle and that sort of thing. But I just limit my direct reports so aggressively uh, that I'm only really spending time where I have the most leverage. If I up-level the chief product officer at Avidel, that's going to have a huge impact on her team of 23 people, right? right? So I'm actually having an impact. I'm having this one conversation, just like I am with you, but it's impacting 23 other lives, and it's impacting all 120 clients that we service. Got it. And um, you mentioned, um, you know, inbound leads from your emailing uh, operations. So what are some of the methods you can use to increase those leads? Because, I mean, I personally know people that are trying to get leads, but they don't want to pay the astronomical fees that companies um, ask for in order to get those leads. I mean, they can be $50 a lead, $100 a lead, $500 a lead. I mean, it can jump quickly depending on the industry you're in. So for a fledgling entrepreneur who is basically running this out of their pocket and maybe even has a job and it's funding it on the side and they can't afford those big fees, what are some of the tricks they can use? Yeah, that's a great question, Jason. So first thing is there's a difference between a lead and a meeting in my book, right? Mm -hmm. So a lead is someone that's raising their hand and saying, 
yeah, I'll take your free e-course or e-book or um, uh, maybe I'll fill out a form. But they may not be as interested as someone that's saying, hey, I booked a meeting directly on your calendar. So what Avidel does is they book meetings on your calendar, which is infinitely more valuable. Uh, but if you're doing this on your own, the way to do it, I have some recommendations. Number one, there's a, a off-the-shelf software called QuickMail, quickmail.io. I know the owner and founder personally. He's an incredible guy. Um, they send out, uh, they their platform is to send out cold emails. That's how they do it. Um, one of the things that I love is they give you all sorts of data and information, and I'm a data nerd, so that's really helpful. Uh, there are websites out there that you can go purchase lead lists from. Uh, the cheapest one that I'm aware of that can give you a monthly subscription for a, a normal number of, or you know, nominal number of contacts is called Apollo.io. Uh, and they also have an, a cold email sending platform. I'm not impressed with their cold email sending platform, but I am impressed with their database. Uh, there are a lot of databases out there. Most of them cost an arm and a leg. I think that you can get in on Apollo for like a hundred bucks a month. The, the, the two and, and, things. And what, what do you get for that hundred bucks a month? I, I want to say it's like 2000 contacts out. a month or something. I, okay. I, I, I legitimately am not sure. The okay. thing that's hard about this is if you do this on your own, you're going to end up needing to spend a few hundred bucks a month on this, no matter right. what you do. Um, but if you're selling a B2B product or service, your margin should be high enough that if you sell a client or two in a month, then it pays for itself handsomely. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my biggest recommendation too for people, if they're like, hey, I really need to figure out how to sell faster so that I, because if you're new in the business world, you're like, I just got to figure out how to sell more. Like, and if you're under seven figures, that's the conversation that I have with every single entrepreneur. Yeah. So I actually put together a free e-course for this. People can go check it out on my site, davevalentine.co. It's the Outrageous Offer e-course. All you got to do is give your name and email address to access it. And then once you get in, it takes you through seven modules of like how you create those offers that help you generate more meetings and sell more business. An offer will actually help you sell more, not just book more meetings. So those would be my recommendations for doing it on your own and doing it as cheaply as possible. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you got some great resources available on your site. And you said it was DaveValentine.co? Oh, that's correct. DaveValentine.co. Everybody check it out. And um, anything you want to leave our listeners with uh, on how to juggle the businesses? Yeah, you know, juggling the businesses is really about going, hey, where where do I spend the, the right amount of time in the right places? What business am I trying to really leverage right now? And sometimes you have different cycles, right? So every no one wants to talk about that there's a natural up cycle and down cycle in every single business. And Jason, you know this, you own multiple companies, you know how this works. And so whenever there's an up cycle, um, there's a sense of, hey, let's take our foot off the gas. And one of the things that I am routinely training my leaders to do is that's when you step harder, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so a lot of people are like, well, when a company's struggling, that's when you spend time with it. I'm like, no, what's interesting is if you have good leaders already in place, they're going to know that the company's struggling and they're going to go fix it. The companies yep. that actually need your help are the ones that are on the high. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that you need to go work on. So that's my recommendation for juggling as it's like, if you have a company that's just starting to soar, go spend time there. I'm actually yeah. doing this right now. I'm going to go, uh, I own a flight school outside of Dallas, Texas. They're growing exceptionally quickly. We just started mm-hmm. it in March. 
they're already doing seven figures. Wow. Uh, and so I'm going to go spend uh, an, a week with them uh, in November. Uh, well, it's November now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go spend time with them this month and, and make sure that they're doing all the things that they need to be doing to find success. Awesome. Love it. Thanks, Dave, for coming. Hopefully you guys listened and enjoyed and learned something. Check out davidvalentine.co for more information. Thanks, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.